What up, ladies and gentlemen? This is your intergalactic host, rocking it from coast to coast, Joe, and you can call me Kenny J. On this week of On the Low with UFO, I get the opportunity to speak with Mitch Foster of shows I go to. In my opinion, every fiber of this man's being is from a cloth woven of what it truly means to believe in the power of music. Yeah, why? Why? Why aren't you ready for it yet? Oh, I don't know. I assume at, at some point we're going to talk about that and then start smoking. Talk about what? <laughs> that. Weed? Yeah. Why can't we talk about weed? No, I, I'm, I was anticipating the point in our conversation where we oh, do. Oh, we do talk about weed. And then, yeah. Why? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> you think this is a Degenerates podcast where all we talk about is sex, drugs, and alcohol like I said on my trailer? Am I at the wrong place? <laughs> but no, I wasn't actually going to talk to you about weed. I actually want to start with this. What's your ethnicity? Ethnicity? Yeah, you look like The Rock to me. Like, you could be, <laughs> you could be Mexican. I'm like a pebble compared could, to The Rock. <laughs> you could be somewhat Asian. Um, I'm 50% Peruvian. My That's mother is a native Peruvian. She, like, her whole family was um, Peruvian born and raised like her some of her grandmother ethnicity was quechua which is like ancient wow. like incan i was gonna say stuff. Like indian but not indian but mexican like south american south american yeah. that's the word that's really cool oh yeah. okay i never i feel like i knew that but i never actually put it together so um, if you went so if you went to peru right now mm-hmm. could you like adapt to that society i would love to live in peru why uh because i feel comfortable there um, I appreciate the culture. If I went to Peru right now, would there be like, I would would I be surrounded with like a thousand Mitches? Like they don't kind of look like you? No. Oh. I, everyone thinks I'm either shit. Argentinian or just like a shit American. <laughs> like some sort of mutt. Yeah. That's so funny. If you're just tuning in, welcome in all over the UFO featuring your intergalactic space host, Joe. You can call me Kenny J. This week I have the, uh, I have the wonderful, influential, important Mr. Mitch Foster. Is your full name Mitchell or is it just Mitch? It's Mitchell with one L. So it's Michelle. No, that's what my mom calls me. <laughs> oh, sorry. My, sorry. my dad named me, uh, <laughs> my dad named me after Mitchell Field, which is up in New York. Um, cause I was born in New York. Oh, that's cool. Where, um, where's Mitchell Field? I don't know. It's somewhere, a, somewhere out on Long Island, I'm, I believe. I'm a bad New Yorker. I was born in Brooklyn, Rockaway. Park. Oh yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I don't know. When I tell people that, they expect and assume that I know exactly where they're from. They're like, "Oh yeah, are you from Rockaway?" And I'm like, "Um, yeah." No fucking idea where. Second Seven Eleven past the train tracks. I actually, you know, it's funny. I heard somebody say this once, so I told them I was from Rockaway Parkway, and they go, "Oh yeah, man, you take the A line all the way through." And I was like, "Yeah, man." And so every time I talk to somebody about where I'm from, I tell them that I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm from Rockway Parkway." You know, you take the A line all the way through, and like immediately they'll be like, "Oh my god, he knows what the fuck he's talking about." Yeah, I have no fucking idea, um, but that's cool. Okay, if you just tune in and welcome in, me and Mitchell uh, just had Black Bean Deli, and it was delicious and yes. wonderful, and we enjoyed some conversation there. Thank you for being open, Black Bean Deli. Yes, and uh, these podcasts again, as I mentioned earlier, are recorded. Probably in advance of when you hear them. So more than likely, if the world has changed or if the world has ended by the time you hear this, we didn't know about it. We're just glad to be here. Um, but yeah, Black Bean Deli was open. We got to sit outside uh, and enjoy lunch. We were talking a lot about you know shows I go to. And again, Mitch Foster here from Shows I Go To, the bodyman of Shows I Go To. Uh, I asked you this a couple weeks ago when we shot your promo. Yeah. What's your pitch for Shows I Go To? Um, shows I Go To is the highest quality music arts and culture magazine in central florida Correct. and it's a it's an interactive magazine the only interactive magazine sure that i know of in central or northern florida what was your inspiration for that um for the magazine yeah 
Trans World Skateboarding, um, Mad Magazine, uh, Thrasher. Wait, Mad uh, Magazine's the one with that's like the, the fold the, cover. Is that the comedy one? With the little yeah. Kid? Really? The, yeah, yeah. Oh damn, that's um, Mad TV. When I think, yeah, of it. yeah, that's cool. Okay. It started as a magazine. I used to find them really like, in the Food Lion oh. when I was a kid. Uh, I thought it was reversed. I thought it was TV adapted the magazine. Uh, cool. Most like Vice was a magazine. Um, a lot of big companies start out as magazines, and that's Before they become TV. yeah, and that's like our path as well. We're we're hoping to become a, more of a media company, mm-hmm. and the magazine is just like a, a concrete block in the foundation. I love that because the original shows I go to that I knew when I mm-hmm. first initially met you was geared towards media and promotion, and yeah. it's almost like taking the magazine route has taken a step back at the right time to progress forward in the direction you always wanted shows I go to to be. Yeah, to build a, a more solid foundation and. Honestly, just to become a more respected and reputable brand. Mm. So, so you are okay. So, I'm a firm believer that you are obviously what you eat, haha, but mm. you are what your brand is. You know, it, mm. it, I I was talking to somebody months ago during the Celine um, Battle for Okeechobee. Yeah, yeah. I was in two bands, the 502s and the Universal Funk Orchestra that competed, and I had never been so emotionally, physically, mentally torn in my life. And the reason being is that. I give everything to the act that I'm in because I become, you know, you're part of that organization. You are that brand. When you walk around, you present yourself as, yeah. you know, you are shows I go to. I'm a member of the 502s or a member of the Universal Funk Orchestra. But what those two brands embody are like literally two ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So in one given night, I'm supposed to be both this guy and that guy. And it's just, it's so crazy because... That's what I think it takes to succeed. I truly believe you have to embody it whole, believe in it whole, and understand it whole. So, why do you want to be the authority, you know, the voice behind the music in Central Florida and eventually kind of music, the shows you go to everywhere in the nation, the um, world? It was specifically supposed to be stories about shows that I had fun at written in a positive tone. Shows I go to. Yeah. That's super cool. And it was just about me. It was, I was the I in shows I go to. <laughs> I think and, you still are. And I mean, I am absolutely, but you are too. This is the shows and, I go to. Yeah, those are the shows you go to. And everyone is. And it's something that um, I realized over the years that is much bigger than just me. And the positivity I received from it can be shared with a, a much greater population. What was than, that first show you went to that did that to you? I'm sure it could have been more, but. Like the first show that I wrote about? Well, what's the first? Yeah, I guess what you just said you wanted to make this thing about the shows that you went to and talked about in such a positivity because music, I'm just assuming this, but music can change somebody's life for the better. Mm -hmm. Is that statement true or false? It's 100% true. So then there was a show that must have changed you and set you on this course of shows I go to now in 2020. I went to Warp Tour in like 2002 or 2001 or something. 2002 Um, and the first band that was on stage when we got there was thursday and i've never been to a concert and there was a shit ton of people there and it was muddy warp tour was your first yeah concert ever well that's why that's awesome yeah okay well now everything makes sense all right that was it it does yeah okay so you were oh my god that's crazy so how old were you um 15 15 year old mitch 14, 15, Who something like that. Who bought the tickets to Warped Tour? I'm assuming back then it was like 120. Now it's like 300 something. But well, no, no, no. Now, but. It was like $16. So you were you were there mm-hmm. at Warped Tour at the age of 14 or 15. Probably and you 15. paid 16 bucks to get there. 
And mm. now you're in this mud pit. There are people sweating around. There's craziness happening. Music is everywhere. You are just surrounded in this aura of just insanity. And you're watching Thursday. Uh-huh. What happened next? Um, I saw the band Something Corporate in the rain. Okay. And they were playing that song Hurricane. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, and I'm like, I want to go to concerts forever. I didn't know how, how deep I would go at that point. <laughs> yeah. So, so and, what happened then that led you to, was it, okay, so after that, after Warp Tour, you went home, you recovered, and then you woke up like, I want to write, I want to be a media company. That, no. So, okay, so Thursday happened, then... Then I started playing music in bands and went on tour and joined other bands and like... Oh, so would you say, so were you learning drums when you went to Warp Tour or was drums... Yeah. Just, okay, so you were already kind of enveloped in music at this point. You oh, liked, yeah. Would you say heavy metal or rock was your, your genre? Punk, 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 and yeah. So then you played in with, or you played with musicians, you toured. When did shows I go to happen? Uh, 2013. 11. 11 years after yeah. that. From Thursday to joining bands and touring in bands. And going to so many shows. like And just meeting bands and talking to bands and being excited when they're coming back to town and telling my friends and dragging my friends and buying them tickets and then they don't show up and then I give another <laughs> a free ticket to somebody who's waiting in line and make a new friend and like the live music community is where I found like my first real family where I felt accepted and wanted to go and be there and all the other problems in the world were gone when I was there. So it sounds like what mattered to you more. It was like a church and a like a rock and roll, I don't know. No, it, it, it sounds like what mattered to you more that, that kind of hit you on a spiritual level was not the music you performed. It was the experience you oh, had of being with people listening to music. It's absolutely about like the people who were there. So to go back, so so what I, you know, it's funny you said this and I thought it was really cool is that you would buy extra tickets or you would buy tickets for your friends. And they I used to always up. buy a pair, yeah. And then you would, if they didn't show up or you had nobody, you would just give it to somebody in line mm-hmm. for tickets? Yeah. Or just somebody random? Somebody in line for tickets, like wherever you were at? Uh, yeah. Usually it was a random person. Sometimes I'd be able to sell it for like yeah. less, like if it was a $20 ticket, it'd sell it for 15 bucks but or something. But that wasn't why you did it. That wasn't about the money. It was no, just, it's never been about money. Yeah. It's about getting somebody to a show. Yeah. And especially like, you can just look and look at a line and pinpoint the person who's like, fuck i don't have a ticket all right uh, i really want to go here yeah. i gotta buy it yeah 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 and i've even like shows i go to has afforded me the opportunity to do that even at an like an exponentially larger scale well that's what i was gonna say is that shows i go to to this day if there's one thing immediately on the very surface shallow level that i know shows i go to will do it's more than likely get me to a show for free not saying i would ask yeah. you hey get me in but more than likely if you were a super fan or if you were somebody that entered every contest that shows I go to a promotion that shows I go to dropped, they would be with the intent of knowing that they could get a free ticket to a really cool show that they've been looking forward to for however long. We've, they've been, that's so cool. We've put over 10,000 people into shows for free. I saw that. I, that's one of the one of the bite points, I think. When I think of shows I go to, again, like I said, I know it gets people to shows mm-hmm. so that these peoples can experience maybe just a fraction of what you experienced at at thursday or maybe way maybe even more you know you said it's so cool you said it was like a church is the reason you do everything for music you know what i mean like you you believe that people should experience music 
that's just a sentence right there. Mm-hmm. And, and you kind of have a goal in life to get as many people there to share in that positive experience. So it's from when you were 14 years old to this day, it sounds like it was still the same mission, like that mantra of like, this is why I do this. I sacrifice yeah. all my time, my energy, my money for my business because what I embody is shows I go to. And what shows I go to embodies is the experience, the spiritual almost, Jesus or not, of knowing that this music will change you. And so There's an undeniable healing power to it. As a musician, me over here, I, everything I do is for, you know, I do it for music's sake because I'm a performer. I'm an entertainer. And I was talking with the brain last week. If you got to listen to that, um, you'll understand what I'm talking about. If you haven't, go ahead and just click back and listen to last week's. But I talked about how everything I do is for the sake of like the crowd. You know what I mean? And I don't do it because I want that crowd to cheer for me. I want to play that note. I want to dance on stage. I want to create an emotion that you Mm -hmm. remember and changes you for the better. Yeah. So like, I want to first say thank you for what you do. Because as a musician, if it were not for people like you, nobody would be at shows. You know what I mean? People like you have such a belief, understanding, love of music that you want other people to understand and join in. Here's a free ticket. But just the lay person, just the normal person, if they like a band, if they even like a band, there are people, can you believe there are people that are out there that don't really listen to music? It's just a thing. I've met many of them and I've done my part to convert many of them Uh, and I continue to do so. And there's, I mean, to go off of that point, there's a lot of people who are like, yeah, but I don't want to go to a show. I'm too old to go to shows, stuff like (laughs) that. Lies. I got work in the morning. I can't go. I'm tired. I don't want to waste time. It's so loud. Yeah, I need earplugs. I don't want to do all that. Or I don't want to buy a $12 drink after paying $10 to get in there or something. Yeah. And you're, you know, so, oh God. So that right there is the point that uh, it's, it's conversion. It's how do I convert you to believing in this? Because what I believe in is so strong. That's, that's crazy. You know, what I know undeniably is true is that Mm. there's nothing shows I go to. And we were talking about this a little bit at Black Bean Deli, and it got you to kind of be emotional, which I love. But there's nothing about shows I go to as a business that thinks about the return on invest. You don't care about the money it makes you. You don't care about even money in general. You care about the people, the music, what you love, what they love, how to make love just kind of spread everybody yeah. happier. And that is that is so powerful because at the end of the day, money is fleeting. It's tangible. It's a social construct. Mm-hmm. music has existed since the earliest like we can go way back in time oh yeah you know what i mean there was bartering and like trade but that was just because you know you wanted to help each other out it's like yo i got chickens you got hay i'm gonna give you some chicken give me some hay mm-hmm. that's just people helping each other out you know what i mean it's not like oh i've got four million dollars and you got one you want something like it doesn't work that way yeah right? so like since the beginning of time though that didn't exist but what did exist was like clapping and rhythmic circles and mm-hmm. it's almost like shows i go to taps into the homo sapien the homo homo sapien way back when like innately like storytelling which is what a lot of music is to me is to share a story or share or convey something yeah that's cool man thanks joe yeah i appreciate that you're welcome and on that note i think that's everything i have um any last anything else you want recorded or said before i just pause um see you at the shows the shows i go to there it is (laughs) Time to meet your new Anunnaki babies.